Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nothing But Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my main man, Justin. Justin, what's going on? Nothing much. Just having um, an airing of grievances with my uh, with my students today. So it, was, it was very enlightening, to say the least. Letting like, get off of their chest like... They had a problem with the student and I was like, all right, we're just going to get this out in the open because this is our, our, um, our family, our school family. And like, there was one particular student, I had to like get down to the bottom of what was going on. And like I said, so who's had a problem with this student and like everybody's hands, like just shot up in the air. And like, we were like getting specifically like, you know, what was the issue? And I had to help them understand that they needed to do some self-reflection. And I was telling them, like, look, uh, guys, a lot of the things that you are telling me are things that you do that annoy me. So before you start getting annoyed with somebody about that, maybe you need to do some self-reflection on if you are exhibiting these traits inside of the classroom presently so that it was like very therapeutic um for them and for me to say the least but that's what i was up to not much teaching just a whole bunch of social emotional learning you know <laughs> so a jordan pool draymond green practice atmosphere there and also we have melissa here melissa how's it going what's up y'all i'm great i'm good Life is good. I'm out here in uh, in the country. Um, That's so not it, what you said before. You didn't say the did country. You, you said the boonies. Okay, the boonies. <laughs> Why are you gonna call me out like that? <laughs> that was yesterday. That was a long time ago. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm in the country. <laughs> um, so if my Wi-Fi goes out or anything like that. You guys got this. No. <laughs> We're gonna call you right back up again. Right. We're gonna start over. It's like the luck that you have works. If you lose connection, you can use that same link to get back in. Uh, I'll uh, send you guys some paper mail with my responses and questions. Hopefully you get it in time. Yeah, the, out there in the sticks. Yes. Are you allowed to share like what, where exactly in the sticks or just, you just want to leave it like to the um, I'm in, I'm in Galena, Galena, Illinois. It's like, uh, it's, it's right by Iowa, like bordering Dubuque. It's pretty close. It's like 20 minutes away. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't even know. It's the oldest town in Illinois. It's really cute though. Their, their little downtown is pretty cute. Well, that's cool. Out of green. A lot of green, a lot of animals, a lot of peace in nature. I think we all need some peace in nature. I think, as uh, Derek was talking about earlier, maybe we could send like Derek and uh and Pool, Draymond and Pool, 
over in that area to like hash out their differences. <laughs> What's been going on with you, Derek? Yeah, nothing much. Just same old, same old. Working, pushing out booze content on the podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, I'm Derek. Trying to get I, guests. <laughs> meant, meaning to ask you, like, when do you sleep? Because, like, <laughs> I see you I up sleep. at all times of the night. And then I wake up, like, around five. And, like, you will have, like, something up, like, within, like, an hour or two of that. And I'm like, when does this man go to bed? Never. <laughs> I don't think he does. I'm always up. He's, he's like a like a customer care chat number. You text him at any time. He'll be up. Are you wearing khaki jacket right now? No, I don't do khakis. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I have like there, khakis. Like, what's wrong with khakis? What, what, what? You don't do that. You don't have any khaki drip, Justin, since you just learned that word? I have on khakis right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna share them for the whole entire. You got the khaki drip. Is that a good? That's a good thing, right? Khaki yes. drip. I don't do khaki. Khaki joggers or jeans. That's it. Or shorts. Khaki's cool. Do you, Jess? Yeah. See, the way you said it makes me sound lame. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Speaking of booking guests, our guest this week is in the waiting room. So let's bring him on in. And there he is. We are being joined by Bulls outsider John Sabine and John, you're you're muted right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is this amateur hour? My God, what a, it's my it's my first wish, time. To, first time streaming. Muted. I that. know. Uh, was it? Is the recording started? Yes, <laughs> the recording is started. <laughs> All right, let's do it. What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks for coming this on. Really, my God, thank you all. What a this is good. I've been looking forward to this all week. You have no idea. So thank you guys, and thanks for dealing with how professional I started this podcast. <laughs> Wait, looking forward to coming on with us. Yeah, the all week. week for you. <laughs> I mean, I never, I never get to talk hoops anymore. I, I just miss it. Mm-hmm. And so, especially people who are, I really enjoy. I love your podcast. Big fan. Um, thank you. <laughs> I've listened to the Big Dave one twice. I liked it so much, and I don't do that with podcasts. But I was like, I'm gonna listen to it again and see if I missed anything. Um, well, thank you. We appreciate that. So, like, I was, um, I was wondering because, like, um, with the outsiders, and you're gonna have to give us like some background of like how you, how you all came together with the outsiders. And I didn't even have, get a chance to ask Matt and Dave like just like the concept of the name. Um, but you were with the outsiders when things were terrible and as yeah. mentioned to Matt and Dave like that was therapy for us Thank and then you. you were not there anymore uh, and and they're good I mean right and so I don't know the, I don't know what correlation or causation means but I, I think it's one of them 
the fact that I watched every second of the Jim Boylan era, I did not, there was, I did not miss a second. I think I missed one game because I had a wedding. So, and it was a Bulls win. I think we beat the Clippers, like our biggest win of the year that year. Uh, that was brutal. That was like the most brutal basketball. And to watch it with like Kendall Gill and Will Purdue, like guys who like know stuff and just to be, see them go like, oh man, all right, this is bad. And you're like, that was like half the fun to, to be like, Oh, this is really bad. But yeah, it was he that the, that was the that might be the lowest point in the Bulls, and I'm including right after Michael retired the second time. Yes, yeah, it was pretty bad because <laughs> we were you... still like champs, right? Like we were still like we still had like the three people behind us, like you know what I mean? Like I feel like we we expected to be bad then. But yeah, you, expect... you you guys got us through like Thank a you. lot, and then now they're good and I you know. left yeah so, they, they, they said no back, thank you you're back now so i i hope like there's nothing like uh no pattern like i know right well, i don't truly like i don't want to be the if i'm, if I'm the if we're the cause then i will never talk, ever talk about the bulls again because i'd rather them win you know what i mean uh but it was it's very we i remember when we found out we were getting canceled i was like you mean to tell me we finally get rid of garpax and we watch every game of this, and now you're getting rid of us. That's crazy. Like, the Bulls are so bad, they didn't invite them back for the rest of the COVID season. Remember, they were like, hey, you eight teams. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> like, that's insane to think about in hindsight that, like, there were eight teams that were so bad, they were like, not, we don't have, we don't have hotels for you at Disney. <laughs> like, stay home. And, and like, we were like, okay, yeah, we'll stay home, <laughs> which is insane to think about. That's how bad they were. They did not even go to the bubble. They missed the whole bubble, which is so funny to me. But now I think the Bulls are good, and I'm dying to hear how you guys feel about this upcoming season because the Bulls are good, but I also think, like, everyone's good now, and it feels weird. Like, everyone's good. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, the most competitive the East has been since Jordan was playing. I always say the whole league. I think the West is crazy, too. I think they're all – I think it's – I think – I think there's more parity uh, in the West. Like, I think there's more tanking teams. But, like, who's good, Who's the worst team in the East right now? The Hornets? The Pacers? I would think the Pacers, probably, like, the Pacers. But, I, like, I don't even yeah. know because, like, as you were mentioning, there's, there's so much talent that's, like, spread across yes. the league right now. And it's a great thing because there are, like – like, you can legitimately – tune into a game and finds like some type of entertainment like version of it like you're not going to be tuning in and like oh that's just going to be a blowout like literally i think every single game has a chance to be highly competitive it might get away from it you know towards the end of the game but it's going to be a competitive uh, game no matter what um which is really like i'm looking at this bulls team and I'm just thinking about everybody across the league. There are no like easy outs really, no. really anymore. Like you can't just say, Oh, you know, we got this game. We're just going to like allow our guys to coast like in the second half of the game. Like it's, it's going to be kind of like a dog fight. And I don't think we've seen anything like that in the league for a very long time. I, I, I completely agree. Like if you would tell me that uh, Halliburton, Miles Turner and Betty Heald were on a team. I'd be like, that's a seventh seed in 2018. You know what I mean? Like, that's a seventh seed. Like, and they're probably going to be 
last place and you're like dang that's like that's like an all-star center and like Halliburton's legit and healed pretty good you know what I mean it just feels very much like there's just I'm worried about the Bulls because our, I think the ceilings the the individual talent ceiling is low we don't have a guy we're we're, we're, we're a committee team um and I'm just worried that at the end of the day like sometimes you just need it you just need a guy who's who's going to be the one to step up and just you know hit the it's sometimes it's the Rosen, but I don't think he's at that caliber compared to like your KDs and your Jokic's and your Embiid's. I mean, MVP guy is what I'm saying. He was breaking records last season. Oh, <laughs> hopefully he can pull off, you know, something similar to. I mean, he was in what MVP conversation right before All Star, and then the team just kind of. <laughs> Went yeah. down a little bit with Alonzo. That yeah, second half was rough. Other injuries. But if there was a draft, if you, could, if you could draft anyone, like the league's open. When is the first bull taken, and who's the first bull taken? It's probably like late teens, right? Um, just say like maybe tenth, eleventh. Then probably. Are you kidding? Okay. We, we, let's go. We could go through this. Like, I feel like we should go. But okay, who's the first bull taken? That, here's my question: Who's the first bull taken? Zach. I'm gonna say Zach. It's Zach, right? Yeah. I agree. I completely agree. I, <laughs> some crazy person will say Pat Williams, and I'll be like, I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for the Pat Williams uh, delusions. I'm here for it because I believe it all. You could tell me. He, you could tell me he in ten years he has five MVPs, and I'd be like, sure, why not? Sure. I don't know what this guy, I can see it, but yeah, I just think we just, that's what worries me about the bulls this year is like, they're good, but so is everyone else. And I feel like that's such a bummer because we were so bad for so long. I mean, I uh, at least what a challenge. I like what he said in the presser, like that, that everybody else got better. Of course he's going to say that because it's tomorrow, but yeah. It's like, it's the only way I'm going to get better. If everybody else is better, I want to play with better, you know, against better teams. It's a good and answer. He, it's a more answer, and I, I kind of believe it. I, I believe it. He got that dog in him, especially after. He does. <laughs> especially after what Bleacher Report said about him again. What does Bleacher Report do? What what did what did the city of Chicago do to Bleacher Report? Because I feel like every <laughs> time it's like just Chicago specific. Like I feel like they really go out of their way to just troll. Who beautiful in Chicago and area. <laughs> the writers are probably from New York and grew up as Knicks fans. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, right? That's got to be what it is. But I will. I do think. Doesn't it feel like Demar's been a bull for like seven years? Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah, and he feels like like when he retires, it feels like over. Even though it's probably Toronto, but like he just feels like a bull. He really does. It's. It, it, I have to remember. It's like oh, he's only had one year with us. That's crazy, because it feels like it's been longer. Yeah, he's I think so- it's probably because of the impact that he seems to be having throughout the organization. Like when you see like his steadying influence, not just on the court, but also like how a lot of teammates, especially those younger teammates, seem to just kind of gravitate towards him. Like it seems like he just had a tremendous impact either from just uh, providing some on-court wisdom or just like the continuous workouts that we've been seeing with him and um and P will over the summer like he he just I don't know there's just something about certain people who are just like energy movers I I think that that DeMar is definitely one of those types of cats 
I like that. I do too. He, 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 a culture guy, but like usually that's usually said for someone who isn't talented, right? You know, he's a culture guy. He's good in the locker room, but he's also good on the court too. Um, this is exciting. Yeah, I mean, also you you kind of like consider Demar going hand in hand with the Bulls, turning things around because mm-hmm. we had Garpax, we were getting like Jabar, Jabari Parker and. God. Otto Porter Jr. and Wayne Selden Jr. <laughs> Walt Lemon Jakar Sampson. We had two Sampsons <laughs> at some point, right? Like yeah. Jakar came back at two. It was like the return return of Jakar. I remember that was like it, it, it. I remember those lineups we would do like in March, where it was like all ten day contract guys, and it's like we still have like a we still have like eight we, seven weeks left. Like what are we doing? And they were like, we're done. We're done. Uh, Rob Robin Lopez is the only guy real player, you know. It's just it's just so nice to have like a squad and I think a deep squad and a lot like you can you can have I could ask you and everyone could have a different favorite player on this team right now. And I don't think that's true for most teams. And that's a good thing. Like if you ask Dallas fans like who's your favorite player? It's like Luca. Like no one's gonna say anything else. Like, but if you tell me your favorite player is Caruso, I'd be like, Hell yeah. If you tell me it's Lonzo, I'm like, we'll talk later. If it's Patrick, <laughs> you know, I feel like you could say, I mean, truly, if it's IO, like I love IO. Like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of it's the event, there's a lot of people to root for on this team. And I think that's like what makes me excited about this season. Um, to me, it's it the it's the coach that I'm most worried about, I think. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't really know how to like judge coaching. Like we all think we do, but like I don't know. Like, you know, it's like, like oh, it's like, oh, I wouldn't have done that play, or like that's a bad timeout. Like, that's all we really do. I just don't when I watched last season, I didn't know, I didn't see much of like Billy Donovan, like winning us games. Whereas like, I could see it. You could see Like I thought Jason Kidd won some games, uh, uh, trigger warning, Adoka won some games for them. Right. Steve Kerr, like, but I didn't, I didn't see Billy doing anything to put them in a position where they're like, Oh, he did this, these two tweaks at the end of games. Thank, thank God he did. It was like, Oh, thank God DeRozan is a God and hit this crazy shot. You know, that was kind of it. And that's just, again, I didn't play hoops. I'm sure there's stuff I'm missing because, I don't know, it's hard to judge coaching when you're just watching TV. But he doesn't seem like, I'm never like, oh, good call. That What a, what a savvy move, you know? What a savvy substitution. Uh, and that could just be my own biases. But I just, I just, there's a little bit of like, is he a college guy? Is he a college guy? You know, this isn't recruiting. This is big boys. I need a coach. And, we, and, and because he wasn't boiling, we're like, thank God. I mean, a tr- you know, a, two toddlers in a trench coat would be a better <laughs> coach than Jim Boylan. And so, like, it feels like maybe that honeymoon's wearing wearing off, even though I want to root for him. And then maybe we'll trade for Bradley Beal, and then they can be reunited. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect, I tell you. <laughs> well, my, my only knock, like, on Billy has been his rotations at times, where you're like, this this isn't working. Like, can we call the timeout and change this lineup, please? Yeah, that's right. It there's like there. I said that last time. Like, there's just never any urgency. You just see things like going off the wayside, and and everything's still the same. Like, no rotations. No, nobody's getting subbed in or out. Like, no adjustments are made, and we're just continuing on the same path. Like, it's not working. But you haven't made any changes, and you're just chewing your gum a lot harder. Like Man. that's all you're doing and he's just he needs to stop chewing gum too like you're this be a professional come on let's get real you're, you're you're the head coach you're not an assistant 
you don't need to go unless you're quitting smoking. You don't need it. Uh, but I agree. Like the, the lack of urgency, especially towards the end of the season, right? Like when it was like when the honeymoon was over of us being in first and going up against the Bucks, which was like very humbling. Like that was I that playoff series was a punch in the gut over and over again because you because it was we were it was like oh this is a this is a team this is a contender and it felt like they weren't even really trying and that's what it, like they didn't have to break a sweat and I was like okay granted we had a ton of injuries like I think that's a big thing like we were missing key key players but that is I feel like this is this will be a very telling season because it's like all right now we know what we have what's next because right now we still don't know and i think it's been that way and it's kind of frustrating yeah that's the thing that um things have just kind of i don't want to say been alarming but there are just certain things that just like make your eyes just kind of like get a little bit wider because when i look at um uh, billy since he's been here um you know the the roster has been pretty much disjointed and there's just been a lot of guys that we just found out couldn't really play basketball or weren't as good as what we hoped that they would be for this particular team. Now, when they've moved on to other places, you know, they've grown and they've shown, you know, a little bit more uh, capabilities of with being on that court. So I'll give them like that with the roster makeup and everything and how things have, have constantly just been changing over since he's been here. But you talked about, like with the way things ended um, with that Milwaukee Bucks series. And it was, it was pretty brutal. Yes, we were missing players, but like, I'm just wondering, and I don't want to take too much away from like a preseason game, but I think about teams that don't take preseason like oh so serious, like as veteran teams that have been around each other for an extended period of time. Um, But when you look at like other teams that are trying to build that culture like you saw like with um with that that team the um the pelicans how they just came out and they were just on right from the beginning and that's a fun team right yeah it looks like a fun team that was missing like a a very significant player for them it's gonna more than likely have a pretty good year but like they came out focused and just with it and just into the game and one of the things that was just troubling for me with that first preseason game was that it just looked like guys were just going through the motions. And I know that like we have some expectations, they have some expectations, but it's not like, you know, preseason is that far away. We're talking about like less than two weeks away. So I know that people were like, it's just a preseason game, but in the same sense, like, when are you going to turn it on? Because, you know, you need to have that mindset from the beginning, especially when you have like a key player like Lonzo being out for most of the year. I think you're right, but I do think it's the first preseason game. And I do think like with Goran, Goran looked terrible. Right. And it was like, Oh, he's been playing the Euro, Euro, uh, the Euro basket up until an hour ago, you know, like, and it's like, he's 36 years old. I think he probably wasn't trying first first preseason game he's not he shouldn't at that point he should be a specialist and come in in big games and run the be, be that savvy veteran but there i think there were ton there were tons of good things from that preseason game like i took more positives away from that from that game than negatives um 
even though we lost and there was I do agree with you about the, the lack of urgency but I was like I'm just really pumped about our young guys that like it, I, I don't know if I'm more pumped about them than Zach and Damar or if it's the fact that it's even a discussion to me is like wild like but I, I, that rookie man like real deal right like my Dallas friends are texting me about him you know and like that's crazy like they don't that's the east like they don't there's such disdain for the east and from western conference fans it's insane um present company included uh i used to think it should be abolished for years uh but uh including the boiling years but i do feel like i take away from that game of oh there's a bunch i'm i was more excited about bulls basketball and i going into that game i was like we didn't do enough and lonzo's hurt and it's this is sad you know (laughs) like this is a this isn't that fun. All these teams made big. We didn't make anything big. Like the Vooch trades look not great with every passing day. Uh, and I'm like, oh, no, I am excited. Like we have, at the, at the very least, we have assets and we have like really good basketball players. And that's how you build a good organization. So I agree with you about the urgency. But my takeaway was like pleasantly surprised and excited. And I don't know if anyone else felt that way. Yeah, I took more good away from it. Uh, like I said, Dalen Terry's play, he looked great. Vooch looked more comfortable. <laughs> um, I didn't think like Zach, Damar, and the other guys were really trying for first preseason game just because like, you know, with Zach, he's working his way back in with that knee. And then last year, preseason, we went undefeated. We had the hot start, and then we had that drop off at the <laughs> All-Star break. So I think it's better if they take their time, they build their chemistry up, and then they have that hat start in the second half of the season and take that into the playoffs uh, other than how it was last year. I I completely agree. I felt the same too. I was overall excited. The only thing I was a little upset at was the lack of urgency or lack of effort at all on defense, but – Again, chalk it up to it being a preseason game. Um, I do I do wish we saw a little bit, though. But Dalen was the highlight for me. Like, dude, <laughs> I just – that energy and effort, energy and effort, and just to know, like, who knows where his ceiling is going to be just based off of that alone. Like, it's just – it's just – Yeah. He's fun. He's like, if, fun. He's a fire if, starter. Who's going to – at the end of, in 20 years, who will have a better career, Williams, Io, or him? you can like yeah there's not a bad guess like it wouldn't be crazy if io had the best career of all them it wouldn't be crazy i mean it should be patrick williams the fourth pick but like it wouldn't be crazy if those two had much had had awesome careers too like that's really good and like we still have kobe white like we still have, we have assets we lost our picks but we do have assets that people want and mm-hmm. i think that's i think i trust in ak that he will use these he you know he has players people want which is always better i'm a mass fan no one wants our players you know <laughs> like they're a good team but like we have everyone that no one wants it's crazy and like i'm very envious sometimes of the bulls the, the amount of assets they have i'm just like why well, like that guy oh that guy'd be really good look at especially because you have wings and if you have three good wings oh my god unbelievable that's all you need that's all you need so you did mention like we I, I think we all can agree we have some like exciting young players with Lonzo being out who do you think benefits the most 
Not that there's a good thing. Lonzo's body. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> man, benefits the most. Probably the rooks, right? Younger players. I just think it's like, I think collectively you're going to have to start playing people. It's not Kobe. For some reason, Kobe don't fit on this team. I don't get it. It should be Kobe, right? Like, lottery pick, point guard, good. I think he's good. Like, he should be able to... Well, great. We lost Lonzo, but we got this guy. He's ready. It's not him. Um, so I think Caruso will play no matter what, if Lonzo's healthy or not. So I think the answer for me who will benefit the most is like, we'll have to play the young guys more. And as a result, I think we'll all benefit more because they'll get their, they'll get their experience in 10,000 hours and quicker than they normally would. They don't, they're not going to just going to, you know, do warm ups and then sit. Oh, I'm sorry. I think like the rookies, like, oh, out of those young, who, who did you think would benefit the most? With that opportunity being out there. Yeah. That's how he developed last year. Yeah. He got all that playing time and he developed so quickly. He went crazy. And he it's just because he he got all that experience. He's so fun. Like truly. Like he's the one I want to get a jersey of. And I still believe in P Will. Like I really I'm so glad we didn't do any go bear trade. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we didn't swing for the fences this summer. I hope that we do when we need to like i hope we have that i hope we don't like get gun shy and we actually trade people away if we have to what do you think it's going to take for pat will to get some confidence i think really that's all he's lacking like yeah he just it seems like he is always like in his head or overthinking things i just want him to have a little bit of dalen in him just yeah he just needs to be more sure of himself what do you what do you think it's going to take for him to gain some confidence? Like, what do I think? Or is that just him? I think I think I kind of like. I, we, we're not ever going to change his demeanor, right? Like, yeah. we kind of, and also we don't want him to. Like, Kawhi is a ro- weirdo robot. Uh, but I think like he just needs to get good at something. Like, he's like, I'm the best one at this. Like, it, whether it's defense or like it, whether it's like athletic. Like, I feel like he just needs to feel like oh, I'm the best on the team. I should guard this guy. Like, this is me. I don't care about points. Um, I'm fine if he gets, you know, 15, eight and five, that would be amazing. Right. Like we would love that if it's, if he's not elite, but he spreads it out. But I think he just needs to like kind of get confidence going up against those. I I think defense is where he gets his confidence. Um, And then I think he'll, his shooting will come. Like he does force, he does overthink his shot and he's got a good shot, which is super frustrating. You can see him thinking like you can see it, like you can feel it happening. And then, and by the time, by the time he makes a move, like the opportunity is gone. Yeah. And you can see that. I mean, we all kind of believe he has this crazy potential. I still do. I do. I, I didn't sell my stock. No way. Yeah. I'm not either. He's, he hasn't had a, his first year was cold. Like he hasn't had a real yeah time, you know, it's all weird. So and he's been hurt. I just, I'm very excited. I think, uh, Again, I think it's just we're going to have to be one of those teams that seven players score in double digits, and then we'll win. Like, we'll have to be one of those, like, teams where it's just sharing the ball. No one is the alpha, and everyone is by committee. And I think that's beautiful basketball. I like watching that, and I think I think that's how we do it. Bush, Bush needs to get you 12. He doesn't need to get you 18. Great, you know? Um, and if he gets rebounds, we're fine. I just – I think committee will be – Real and then the team defense will follow that, and I think we'll be right there. I think we're probably like a seven, a six or seven. We want to be six so badly because I don't want to play it because I don't trust it. 
but yeah, I think, what do you think? I think there's just too many good teams, but I think we're, I think that's the, that's our, if we're fifth, that's amazing. I think that, you know, it's from, from our perspective, like we look at this team and we're like, uh, we don't know if like they can necessarily compete with the top teams. But then when I take a look back, I'm like, well, what is a top team in the NBA right now? Cause if you looked at the playoffs, like Phoenix struggled uh, with that Pelicans team. Um, Luca was doing, you know, that Dallas team was doing fairly well without having like the full complement of their players. Uh, mm-hmm. The Warriors looked like they were getting the business taken to them by the Grizzlies. And if, if Moran is healthy, like, you know, who knows how that series winds up. And then Boston just seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. So mm-hmm. Is it that big of a, like, a, would it be that big of a shock if the Bulls actually won, like, a playoff game? Not a playoff game, but a playoff round or two. No. Like, if, if you told me the Bulls made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd be like, I didn't expect it. But it wouldn't be shocking to me because I think I think dynasties are over right now. And I think every year we'll have two different teams in the finals for the foreseeable future, um, which I think is good. I, I love that. Like, I don't want to see LeBron James play – the Warriors over and over again. Um, I'm fine if LeBron does no more finals. I'd be, I'm, I've also, I'm all set on LeBron in the finals. I'm all set. I don't need it. Uh, I think I, it wouldn't shock me. However, when I look, like, who, do we have any All-NBA players? You know, like, maybe a third team. Maybe. And that takes a really good season to get, to get All-NBA. And I, I, that's where I think we have to, like, be honest with ourselves because the talent is crazy. Like, because Philadelphia has Embiid and Harden. The Nets still have Kyrie and KD. Milwaukee, Milwaukee got Joe Ingles, which is like, of course. So he, they have Portis and Joe Ingles on the same. That's insane to me. Like, like coming off the bench. Like, those two, that's, I don't want to play them. Uh, I mean, look at the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram, Zion, CJ. Valanchunas. Like, I just feel like they, there's so much talent. Um, we even talk about the Clippers. Like the Clippers exist, and they have, they can go fifteen deep. And I, I think that's just everyone has an All NBA player, right? Like, good players aren't going to make the All NBA team next year. Really good players, and I feel like that's going to be really. I think the Bulls just have to be honest. Unless Zach makes a leap, or Patrick Williams makes a leap, that is like crazy. We just have to kind of be honest. And that's fine. We don't have to have the most talent. However, in playoff series, usually the team with the best player does okay. We saw Luca do that to the Suns. They beat the first place team. Um, I mean, they destroyed the first place team at home. Like, and it was because one dude was like, oh yeah, I'm the best player, duh. I'm sorry. Uh, And I just, it's okay that we don't have that. But we do have a really good team. And I feel like, that's really good for the regular season and for making trades. So I think there's a, there's a lot to be positive about. However, we are always looking for those guys, that one guy who's the cornerstone and it's okay that it's not Zach. It's okay. It's not him. Oh it could God. be, it could be, but it, I, I, it's okay. He's so good. I'm a, I, I love Zach, but until he is all, until he just consistently smokes fools, it's, I mean, we had Demar's All NBA last year, and 
it's, you can argue that Zach was on his way to making that list before you know he missed his knee up because uh, their stats were like very similar neck and neck. So yeah, I think it all comes down to can this team stay healthy until Lonzo gets back? And Does then- Lonzo ever come back? <laughs> You, like, honestly, do you think do you think we will see Lonzo play as a, a game? Yeah, I, I think he'll be back um, All Star break after All Star break or around it. All right, that's what I'm hoping for. I hope so. God, I hope so. Because that will be like our trade deadline thing, right? If we don't make a move, you get him. But I, I don't, I, I don't think if we never see him play again, I, I think I'd be more shocked if I saw him play than not play. We have a bad history with people in needs, so <laughs> I don't We're have bad. a lot of faith in this. I just don't. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think you're, but I do think I just I'm, I'd be shocked if he played this year. He came and I go up the stairs. <laughs> I could see like a medical exemption thing happening, right? Like just for his contract. We don't want to pay him, so we pay, he doesn't play. So we the insurance covers eighty percent of his contract or something. So they don't. So, so the rents are still enough to pay. That'd be horrible. But couldn't you see the Ryan's doing that? Like, couldn't you see that happening? Like, it could totally happen. I could. Well, but <laughs> that's definitely a move that a jury would make. <laughs> yeah, it's a very jury move for sure. But hoping that uh, that surgery he just had, hopefully, they they seemed confident that they found what was troubling him and they fixed it. So hopefully we'll have a good update soon. I do like that he's back in Chicago. That sounds like sounds promising. I know it's not really too much, but it's nice to know that he's back in Chicago as of today. Isn't that so funny? How like we're like, well, he's he's in the area. Yeah. that's good like that's how bad it is <laughs> yeah we're like well at least he's at least he's close right we can geolocate him so john um we kind of like um went back in time with matt and dave like we'd love to get your perspective though of like when, oh, when you such a good job when you guys came together like how like what was the process for you um you all coming together just from your perspective and like how you viewed things uh can you give us a little bit of background about that absolutely and i thought they did a great job and i also want to thank you guys like you you gave them you gave them especially david like the time to tell a story which i thought was really cool and like i i was listening to it even though i was there for most of it like i was like it was just really fun to hear like big dave getting to that first audition was sound like um, hell like hit the Uber gets in a breaks breaks down or gets in a car wreck, and finding the studio of NBC Sports is impossible. Like it's impossible to find. Like just in general, it's in a basement. It's either it's there's no outdoor. You can't like see it from the street. It's in a hotel. It's weird. Um, the, I was very nervous uh, auditioning. I only got the audition because one of the producers for the our producer Bulldog for the show, her. I knew his babysitter and he asked her, do you know anyone in the comedy community who likes basketball? <laughs> and she texted me. I was like, Hey, you like basketball, right? I was like, yeah. And I grew up in Dallas. I'm a huge Mavericks fan. That's probably my first team. But when I moved here in 2007, it was like, you know, 2007 and then like 2009 rose. I was like, Oh, I'm going to adopt this team. Like I'm, I need an Eastern conference team. 
because like I want to go to games and like cheer right like I don't want to I, I live here and it's Derek Rose I wanted to like follow the, that story um so I I love the Bulls and so that they, they but I love the Mavericks too but I so I kind of feel like a fraud and I still do um but I got I got a Rodman jersey but it's a Mavericks one so I feel like it covers both uh and the, the day of the audition we get there and um big day of zero late peck is the most serious like he's like a fighter going into like a, you know he's rocky like he's just focused he's not talking to anybody um and we watch the first half of a bulls game that's that and then we have to go on the set and do like whatever the show is going to be and it, it was a mavericks game it was mavericks bulls and i was like oh baby i'm playing with house money and so like i remember in, then they paired us up uh, and I remember just, you know, Big Dave is the most lovable human being on God's green earth. Like, he is magical, that guy. I've never met anyone like him. He gets along with everybody. He really has something special, like, that he has to offer the world. Peck does too. But, like, Peck was, like, laser focused, not talking. I got paired with Peck. And we were the last to go out of, let's say, 12 or 14, right? So, like, they pair you up. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm with this guy who's like real serious. And I'm a real good, big goofball. And I, I knew I couldn't out bulls people. Like I knew that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to out. I don't, I didn't have the same. Y'all grew up with Jordan. It's like so unfair. Like you guys in the 90s, you guys had like Oprah, Siskel and Ebert, like Home Alone movies. Like Dallas had none of this. Like Dallas was the worst franchise of all sports in the 90s. Like I just can't believe what it felt like in Chicago in the 90s. Like I'm very like jealous that you guys have this feeling. Like you know that you guys. Oh yeah, two three beats. Like it's hard. Oh, he retired. He came back. You know, it's like it's you have, it's frustrating. Like it's like I I know I couldn't compete with that. But when it when I I did it with Matt and I was like, so I'm not gonna out bulls. I'm just gonna try to have the most fun because I won't. I'll lose if I try to be like Mister Doctor Sports, <laughs> which is a terrible name for a person. Uh, and Matt was amazing. Like I just remember like he camera and he like went from like serious like lighting up and. I remember I got a question about, do you think Dirk Nowitzki is underrated? That's what they asked me on this Bulls television program audition. <laughs> and I was like, oh, baby, this is all I've ever thought about. Like, I can, how much time you got? Like, I got to, like, talk about Dirk Nowitzki on this Bulls audition. So I just felt like the gods were smiling. We go home. Weeks pass. Uh, I, I do remember after the that audition, though, Big Dave came up to me and asked for my Twitter and we exchanged our Twitters because I was like, I like this guy. Like we, I just like, like the vibe. We'll hang out. Um, weeks pass. We finally get a call for the second round. Um, and I'm getting married like right around this time. So like I'm getting, it's like four days before my wedding is like the second audition. So I'm like on no sleep. My fam was coming in. Um, and I just remember we, again, very similar. They cut some people. We do it and they're just putting people together just like they told you. And I just, I seriously remember the second they put us three together and I will say everyone was good. If you would have said like this so-and-so made it, I'd have been like, yeah, I thought they were great. Um, and I, again, I remember just like looking at them being like, okay, my goal is to get them to stop talking about basketball. Like, I just remember that. Like, I was just like, let's just follow the conversation. Let's see if we can like, just like act like we're friends. And that was my, I did have a goal of like, I don't want to talk basketball. Like, I want to talk about like, do you believe in ghosts? Like that, I just like wanted like, I wanted to feel like we're friends. Um, and they told me, talked about Tom Hanks movies the entire time. Uh, 
what was the one that we that you mentioned the one that we didn't mention splash was it splash you guys did yeah it was yeah and road perdition yeah, yeah. road perdition Chicago shout out. Uh, and so we just talked about Hank, you know, we hanks it up as you guys do. But I remember just being like, these guys were, it was really fun. And again, everyone was good. Like, like people have gone on to do like other things and you're like, oh, you, you killed like they're successful things. Uh, and I just remember being like, that was great. And then I got married. Like I was just like, I'm getting married. And then I was going to go to advertising school at night. Cause like, I didn't know what to do with my life. Cause I, I clearly wasn't killing as a comedian. Um, and I was like, I should make money for my wife. That's what men do. Um, and then I remember two days on a Tuesday, I got married on a Saturday. The next Tuesday I was in at school at night. And that's when we got the call. And I remember my very first question, I ran out to, to like, I got it. I was in class. I was like, I need to use the bathroom. I called them back and they told me, and my first question was like, who were the other, who else got it? And it was Matt and Big Dave. And I truly was like so thrilled because like those are the guys I wanted to do it with. And I didn't know them. I did not know them. But I just like knew there was a feeling. It was really weird. I can't, it's, it was a very cosmic feeling. I, it's really weird. I've had very few of these in my life. And from day one, it was just like, oh yeah, we've known each other our whole lives. And like literally we text every day. I'm, like They're like brothers. It's weird. Like we got fired two years ago and we still text with our boss who, you know, like I just drove to his house and picked up baby clothes. You know, my first baby gift I got was from Matt Peck. Matt Peck's mom mailed us a book for our baby. I've met her once. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of stuff. Um, and doing that, those guys are so smart and they know so much. And my goal was to like, again, just be the curveball guy because I would watch them and I was like, I'm going to lose if I try to out like history, the bulls of Matt. And I remember during games, Dave would always keep stats. He would always have the box score out and he would like have a notepad. And so for the show, he'd always know everyone's stats. And I was like, well, we don't, I was like, we don't need two guys doing that. <laughs> so I'd be like, how many assistants, you know, so-and-so have? And they'd be like, you should look up the box score. I'm like, well, he's already doing that. Just tell me, like, we're done. And it was, I think because we were all in different corners, I think it worked despite not really knowing us. And I think we got into a groove. I think it, like the beginning it was rough and it probably was still kind of rough. We all don't have like tons of media training. Um, but I think we did get in a groove and it was like very rewarding and fun despite the basketball. But, and, and like, that was the hard, the hardest part was watching the games because you wanted it to be good. And I was just like, I remember we were like, they can't come out to that song anymore until they're good again. Like they need a new song. Like. They're ruining that song. You know, I, they need a new logo and new jerseys. I just, I can't handle it. Um, and those guys are very good at their, what they do. And it was just like the best job in the world. It was such a bummer when um, we lost it because uh, COVID and local TV is dying. But it was, I feel very grateful despite, and it's really funny that it was the boiling years, all of it. I think that's like so funny. Um, but yeah, that's how, that's how it went down. It was very just like random um, but when we did finally get together, it clicked and it was one of those weird things where you're like, oh, this is, this is, if you feel it, it's really, and I've done a lot of like performing with groups and it's rare when it happens like that. It felt like that. During that transition, like, when did you all realize that you were more entertaining than the games? Oh, I mean, the bar, <laughs> su the bar is super low. I mean, sure. Like, 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 like I, I remember when, like, I think when Boylan did that, like, five minutes in 
complete sub out of the of the starters. Do you remember that Celtics game? Was it a Celtics game? Yeah, it was the it, Celtics. He didn't want to double lose, is what he said. I don't. I didn't want to double lose, and I was like, oh god. And it was really funny because like we kind of no one watched us, so we got to kind of be like, this is bad. Whereas like the real post game show, and again, those guys could not be nicer. Like I, Will Purdue called me, my baby was born. Like what? Like, I didn't even have my number. You know what I mean? He's like, congratulations. You know, I'm like, thank you, Will Purdue. Thank you. Like, uh, Kendall Gill, he, he invited us to his house. Like, they're so nice, but they were so miserable. Uh, and Kendall Gill could have gotten them 10 and 8 still, like, at 51 years old for, for those teams. Um, but Bill Dog told us, our producer said, like, we were starting to do as well in the ratings as the post game for a couple of them. And that felt really good to be like, oh, good. We're all watching this. We all are fans. We're not going to stop watching the game, right? Like you stick with your team when it's bad. You don't turn it off. Like you only turn it off when Dwayne Wade and Rondo are on the team and you just can't deal with watching them. Uh, I took that year off because those are my two least favorite players of all time. Uh, And I said, they're in my city. I can't believe this. This is a joke. Uh, Who would have thought it could get worse? Um, But you don't quit on your team, right? Like even when they're bad, you watch because then when it's when they win, it's so there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. So I think like, and especially in Chicago, when the Bulls are good, it's the best thing in the world. Um, and I got to experience it a little bit last year, but I believe it. I think this is a hoops town. I really do. Did you have to do anything to like mentally prepare before these? Uh, yeah. Before the shows, especially after, after like a super rough game. We would like kind of take deep, like we were just big. So like during the game, like what can we talk? And like sometimes it was so bad. Like what can we talk about? Like without it being just like throwing grenades, right? Um, you also want to be honest. You didn't want to like gaslight the audience of like, that's pretty good. Um, and so we would try to find fun ways in of like people wearing clothes. Like we would just like try to like find the stuff that's silly. And David is a great. Dave doesn't get mad. Like he's he finds the joy in everything. Like it's truly, it's infuriating. Um, but he would be a really good job. And the goal was just, let's have fun. Like, let's just be like, we're hanging out. And if it's miserable, it's miserable. If it's fun, it's fun. But let's try to find silver linings. And if we have fun together, that might be good television. I think that was always our goal. Like, let's like, as long as we're having fun, who cares if it's a good show? Because like, it's live. What are you gonna do? Take, do? We can't do another take. You make a mistake. We go to commercial, you know, like, doesn't matter. And so like, I think it being live made it really fun. Uh, and it was just like, and then you go home and then you, you're wired, you know, so, and you have to go to sleep and then go to work the next day. Um, but it was, it was, you would just try to like find the silliness. And I think that was, because the NBA is very silly league. Like there's no, it's not like football, like football is concussions and, you know, it's like heavy. Basketball's fun. It's so silly. Like, like, you know, you have Kyrie, you know, you've got, <laughs> you've got John Moran, who's like, subtweeting people it's the best it's NBA is the best best league in the world it's the best and so that you just try to find fun in it um and it, but it was hard that was really bad it was real bad getting the seventh pick again are you kidding me oh my god i, I lost it lakers get the fourth pick oh don't get me started on that i was so livid um but yeah i think that's the it was and we were just and Bulls fans. I will say this: I I've dipped my toes in many fandoms. Bulls fans are like really supportive and really nice, and I feel like that's not the case with a lot of NBA fans, like fandoms, especially on Twitter. 
Um, and I think that I think there's something there. Like, also, you guys have the greatest player of all time on your team, and that that never gets old. You know, like best logo, best color scheme, best player of all time. Pretty good team. Pretty pretty easy team to cheer for. Um, donors just need to spend like they're a big market team. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. It takes a special um, special level of talent to be able to like find those joyous moments when there's just like every, all, we're, all we're watching is like a bunch of chaos. Like players don't know what they're doing. The coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing. The front office is just like, you know. So like I, I, I want to ask this question, but I don't want to uh, like offend and that all oh please like, please offend my please. mouth but like size 15 damn Six how, two. how tall are you i know like people for some reason think that i'm very That's short amazing. like when i told Derek, listen size 15 yeah, is crazy yeah. i didn't even mean to share that like that's not what i was like <laughs> well, not, I'll, I can't stop thinking about it. No. Uh, so, no, um, ask the question. I don't question. want I can't it to wait. come off as offensive, but I'm it just curious, it like, do you all think that it, with as much talent as you all had that was coming through on, um, through the TV and everything, do you all think that you all, like, benefited in some way with the Bulls being oh, yeah. terrible and with you yeah. to? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> okay. Think, like, I think that I don't know, if, but like I, obviously, I think we'd I, if the Bulls were better, we'd have a job still. Like I think I do think that. Like if the Bulls were successful, people would be watching it. You know, like more, it'd be there'd be buzz. It would like uh, it, I do think a high tide rises all boats. Ratings would go up for the local games, right? Like uh, and then so it advertised. And I think I, I Kendall Gill's like you have no idea what it's like during the Rose years. I go on NBA TV, man. They'd add like. Like when the bulls are good, you get paid more. It's the best. Like he would like, he knew. Um, however, I do think we benefited being like the weird uh, misfit toys show during a misfit toys year. You know, like we, we had the, we had the freedom to be like, woof, that was rough. You know, whereas the button up post game had to like break down Cameron Payne plays, you know, like what you can't, there's nothing there. I mean, I remember game one, Kendall Gill saying that the campaign experience is over, experiment is over. Game one of that season. Because like there just wasn't good basketball happening. There just wasn't. Um, Zach was doing hero ball and he was so good. And like I really, and I, I at the time I really believed in, La, uh, in Lowry. I thought he was so good. Um, I still do. It's just it, bad fit. I think it was bad vibes all around. But yeah, I do think we benefited it from being like, benefit in the short term in terms of like fun. But I do think if they were good, it'd be we the show would probably like warriors outsider still exists you know like the other outsider shows are are still going on in the other markets uh some of them so i do think that would be cool to still be on tv and doing that is easy is the best job in the world it was just so fun to watch basketball and talk about basketball and then go home that was the best no one didn't have to prepare anything it's the best <laughs> yeah i got to um Big Dave and Matt, like you guys helped us through those boiling years. Um, that means the world. <laughs> like <was> big, <laughs> big Dave, he always brought the positivity uh, wow. to Matt and his rants. And then you just like were like the heart of the show. Like you brought this so nice. 
lovableness, not to be confused with the lovables, but you no, brought I this, <laughs> you brought this I did lovable. Make, they did not ask me back for a second audition for the lovables, no. Uh, <laughs> that means the world, because it, it was so fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just so fun. And those guys know so much. And like, one work, right? Like, it's, he's, he's playing it up. And, and his points are always like valid. And I was like, honestly, yeah, you're right. I would be mad too. And then, you know, Dave, like Dave is like, like his dad was in The Fugitive, right? His dad was in Groundhog Day. Like he's got like, his dad's in all these famous movies and like his mom's in it. Like, it's just like his, it's just, there's so much lo Chicago love from both of them. Wait. Two very different Yeah. His dad is, you know, in The Fugitive, uh, where he like the guy helps him, like the guy who like the guy who works at yes. the hospital, like gets some stuff. That's Big Dave's dad. That's Big John Watson. Yeah. And do you, and do you know Groundhog's yes. Day, the bartender? That's his dad. Wow. Yeah. He's in like way more movies too. And he did Broadway. Like he did one full one full of Cuckoo's Nest revival on Broadway with Gary Sinise. Like he's like the real deal. And he was like a trumpet player. And like in his sixties, like oh, I'm gonna try to act. Um, <laughs> but like a very artistic fun that's a fun place to grow up right like that's not and i think um matt's family too very like uh supportive interesting curating their own interests and it was just i feel very like i found a chicago family you know i was such an outsider i was an actual outsider you know i felt very much imposter syndrome i wasn't the, i wasn't the biggest bulls fan there's no way just by accident of birth i couldn't be like you know i couldn't be and instead of like faking it, just being honest about it um, and being like, yeah, I don't know the most. Like there are times where they would reference a, an era of bulls and I'd be like, you have to teach me about that because I was eight and I <laughs> and I lived in Dallas, Texas. So please teach me about that. <laughs> I did not know that. And they'd be like, you don't know that? And it was just very, they were very nice about it too. But I was very aware of like, I, did, of, I didn't want to like claim the team without being honest about it you know it's a, it's, it's a good it's, you don't you don't mess with the bulls they're that's an institution that's an american institution so like just be about. honest you were holding on to the jamal mashburn years oh my that's, god that's i know the tony braxton years right oh my god when they all were dating <laughs> tony braxton uh uh yeah the triple j triple j ranch is what they called it <laughs> what a stupid freaking team ross perot jr on the team or whatever it's so terrible oh my god Miserable. Miserable. I tell you. Um, but on, on the Mavs and the Bulls, and like this whole season, I think will be very fun. I even think like the tanking teams will go crazy tanking because of these draft guys. Um, and so I'm very excited for the whole season. I don't know how you guys feel, but like I'm more excited about the season as a whole than oh, I've been in years. I'm really excited, especially with the. We, we did yeah. do improvements, little upgrades here and there. I know a lot of people were disappointed because it wasn't just like, they weren't these flashy trades. And but Thank God, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Me too. So who, okay, where do, you guys have already done this, but what, what, end of the, what is our record? Or not even record, but what's our seating end of the year? I don't think we've ever had, any of us even answered that? I don't remember answering this one yet. Um, well... I'm trying to think because I don't think like, like the net 
everything that's going on with the the Nets organization. And Simmons doesn't even know how to play basketball anymore. Kyrie, like, are, is this just your side job or like what? Are, like, what God. is your real profession? Like, that's I don't such know. A, that's a great way to put it. Like, this is his side hustle. Yeah. So, like, and even like with Boston, like the stories that are coming out of Boston are like just kind of crazy and like for people to think that that's not going to have like some type of effect with the guy who was kind of like the architect of that yeah. defense getting them in that position a position that no one thought that they were going to be in uh i think that that's going to have a like a tremendous impact on the team so i don't think that we're going to see those teams necessarily as high as what we probably thought that they were going to be that's just my opinion so I think that, like, with that that turmoil that's going on right now, even with, like, the Bulls and missing Lonzo, it does open up some things where they could move a little bit higher than what people, like, are predicting. Because somebody was saying, and I don't want to go back into, but, like, you know, are we a play-in team? And I'm like, I don't... <laughs> we might be, though. But, but that's only because someone has to be, right? Like, someone yeah. has to be, like... It's either like there's so many good. I don't think it's like a slight, right? I I just think it's like we know who aren't Milwaukee, Sixers, probably the Celtics. I, who the Heat could be playing team? They didn't get any that much better. I honestly, how hours older? It just all depends on. I, I I really do feel it all depends on our health. At the end of the day, it's it's hard for me to even say, but. As long as we stay healthy, I don't. I really don't think we'll be a playing team. I think, I mean, six seed if not more. But it wow, again, it's like that's like health adjacent. I don't think it, it is. Really, it really just depends on that. So it's kind of hard for me to answer that question, unfortunately. But I do think, of course, that we've improved over the last year. I think that Dre is going to be like a big addition too. Just be just because that addresses our rebound. I mean, it's pretty obvious there. We we were awful with our rebounds last year so we got that taken care of and the addition of Dalen we'll see what happens with Dragic if if he has a better game after this first one but the veteran presence is there and Zach of course being healthy um Demar has been working hard all off season so I, is, I I love Demar don't you love Demar I love him so much I so love much. him so much I love him so much. And, and Andre, how old is Andre, Andre Drummond? I think he's 29. Like 28. He's 29. 28. I thought he was like 38. I think everybody did. <laughs> like he's so everybody young. Everybody was surprised by that. I'm, 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 are you guys going to go any games? Do you guys go to the games? I do. Oh. I'm yeah. in Florida, so I get to go to any games. Yeah, we're in Florida. Uh, right now I'm in Tampa, but I grew up in like the Fort Lauderdale area. That's awesome. My my all my in laws live in Tampa. I love that area. Which part of Tampa? Because I I'm not in Tampa. I'm outside of Tampa. Review. St. Pete's Beach is that something? St. Pete's Beach. St. Yeah. They just moved from Jersey to Tampa. I've been there once, but it was lovely. Okay. Yeah. That's that's about what. Were you okay with the hurricane? I mean, you're still you're doing this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) we went back down south back to fort lauderdale but you know it was supposed to hit this area and then all of a sudden it just like turned and um got more of the like cape coral fort myers area sanibel area yeah 
we had some friends that like had to evacuate and we saw like the the pictures and you know my wife and i we and my family back home we were like that could have been us so thankfully um you know selfishly you know i'm happy that our family and everything turned out well but i really feel for the people in the area because it's not like it's far away from us you know yeah it's just about it's maybe so an close. hour yeah so that's nuts well, i'm glad your family's okay oh my god florida too that both fan of florida man that's awesome i love that like, yeah like, go to a the a heat bulls game <laughs> oh, i know right i've been Bulls, to a heat, heat bulls too. game before um but it's it just been, it's been a while since I've been able to get out that area. I used to work on a cruise ship. It was 2011, and it was the spring, and we would dock right in front of the American Airlines Arena. Okay. And I hated the heat from 2006, being a Mavs fan, and I would give it the finger every Saturday when we docked. And then I couldn't believe we then we were playing the finals, and I was like, I was. Every and I do think that had something to do with it. I think I put a curse on it. I really do, like because it was that, that year. I just been given the finger every Saturday, and then the, the Mavericks ended up finally beating them in a, in a Pixar movie of a finals. I couldn't believe it. Um, the best best final since Jordan. I'll tell you that much. That's what Jeff Van Gundy said. Not even close. Um, but yeah, this is so fun, guys. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, I want to. I feel like I talked a lot, so I feel very bad, and I'll be unpacking that. But I would love. I just. I really appreciate it, and I wish I, we got to do this again sometime. It'd be so fun. I do have to ask: Bulls yeah. and Mavs play in the finals. Who I would cheer? I would cheer for the Mavericks. I think I, I, Luka Doncic is. I can't. I when Luka leaves the Mavs, I'll follow him. Like I'll, I'll, I will. If he if he joins the Heat, I'll probably I'll buy a Heat jersey, which is insane. Like I love Luka in a way I've never cheered. Like you guys cheer for Jordan. I have ne- never cheered in my life for an athlete like this. Like Dirk was not like this. Like Dirk suffered. He failed. He went to like the outback and had to like whip himself. Like he suffered. He was quiet. Luca's like a conquering hero. He's like drinking Mountain Dew and like skateboarding and like he doesn't. It's like comes in. It's like barely tries and he's twenty. Like so, I got cheer for Luca. And I just can't. He's my. Fair. He's my first son. I have two. I have two sons and the my oldest is Luca. Congratulations. You've done great on. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I just try my best. You know, try my best. Working really hard. Working really hard on him. But yeah, who's your before I go? Who's your MVP pick this year? All you guys. Uh, Giannis. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Embiid. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's a good one. Who's yours? I just have. I'm gonna say Zach because. Go oh come on! Okay, <laughs> I mean, if he is. That's amazing. I would love that. <laughs> like we would all love that. <laughs> uh, I, my vote's in. I think I think it's in easier. I think we'll give Giannis a third one. I think I think it'll be good. But this is so fun, y'all. I really appreciate uh, it for having me on. Thank it's you for so coming fun. on. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, thank you uh, for coming on. Uh, like, you're always welcome to come back. <laughs> I'll come back in a heartbeat and I won't be on mute that time this time. I'll know better. I'll learn how to do Zoom. I'll read it. I'll watch a video on how to do Zoom. Entrance though. Um, without, without the mute. Yes. Just truly like what's going on? Are we doing this? <laughs> um, but I appreciate it, y'all. And let's uh go bulls see red, right? Let's do it. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah, go bulls. Awesome. Hey, John. Thanks, y'all. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, John. Thanks, Governor.
All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good rest of your night. I'll see yeah. you guys. Bye. Bye. John Sabine, uh, former Bulls outsider. <laughs> Great to catch up with him. How do we have to go to like dead was in movies? Like how did how did we not have the how did we not mention that? I think they've been mentioning either. Or even Matt. Yeah. Because Matt was talking about Big Dave's mom and how his, his mom was like forcing not forcing him, but concerned about his eating habits also. About eating his veggies. And like Two of my favorite movies too, like The Fugitive and um, Groundhog Day. Like, yeah, yeah that was certainly a crazy thing. That Big Dave did not mention himself, but Dave's not one to brag. It seems like he doesn't like. That's not that's not his style. I saw how yeah. your face lit up though, Jess. I saw. Oh, did it come? Yeah, I really like, wanted to like talk about it. Yeah, my wife. She's always like, she's always like clowning on me because like whenever like the fugitive comes on, like I'm like geared to it. I don't know why. Like I am like a Harrison Ford fan, and always have been because of I mean Star Wars. That's what I grew up on. But you know, whenever that movie comes on or whenever Groundhog Day comes on, I will just like I will stop everything that I am doing. Um, the child has to go away from me. Like everybody needs to the room and that's what i'm sitting down watching so does so, that make me a bad father <laughs> I, I didn't mean to admit <laughs> of the uh, I, I won't judge you for that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, we, we have another preseason game tomorrow uh, we played the Denver Nuggets, and uh, it's already been said that Nikola Jokic is not going to be playing because of a sore wrist. Uh, I think he's been dealing with the wrist injury since, like, last season, which is why I'm picking MB, MVP over Jokic this year. <laughs> Don't think he'll three-peat as an MVP. And then we got Sunday against the Raptors. Um, Middleton so got... and I'm sorry, I cut. I like cut you off because I thought you were done, but like the screen froze on my my end. Really, so... Zach? Though, like <laughs> pulling for Zach. I mean, I mentioned that I think that Zach could have like a, you know, get into the MVP conversation, but Zach, that's a pretty bold declaration there. Don't press me too much on it. Just leave. <laughs> Don't move. But it's possible. It is possible. It is possible. Yeah. Just Derek you know, Rose said, why can I be MVP? And then he was MVP. Right. That's right. It just, you know, he could be, like, again, like we've talked about, he could be a great two-way player. He just needed a little defense. But it's possible. Billy did. You know, talk about his defense uh, during training camp and said Zach could be a two-way player. He has the abilities to be one, so mm-hmm. it does. he's improved it on does. it. <laughs> yeah, we have games against the Nuggets and the Raptors 
Uh, Nuggets tomorrow, Raptors on Sunday. Uh, so, no, we'll we'll be back to talk about those games next week, as well as show you our interview with Bulls digital content manager Nico Tan that we recorded yesterday. So, be on the lookout for that. And until next time, go Bulls. Go Bulls. Tennis game over. The horn blows. Oh.